Hello and welcome to Afternoon <laughs> The podcast where I fucked up. It's alright. Uh, it's genetic. I come from a family of fuck-ups. Yes, you do! That, we nailed it. That was beautiful. That was. That was great. I think there's a good spot for music in there somewhere. At some point. Anyway, we are talking about uh, weird jeans today, and I'm not talking about the ones at Target that don't fit my butt right, but are too big around my ankles. <laughs> We're talking about the ones inside of you. And you should never put Target jeans inside of you. <laughs> yeah, so today we're talking about genetics. Um, my episode has very little structure. It's mostly just weird facts I found about genetics, and I'm going to talk about them because I like them. Are we doing, like, mutations and stuff? We're going to talk a little bit about some mutations. Um, we're going to talk about things that are genetic that a lot of people don't realize are actually Ooh. influenced by genes. Ooh! So there's some interesting ones. I don't have too, too much for research. I left plenty of room for us to... Fuck around? Yeah. I was just scrolling through it right now, just glancing at it, and two words jumped out at me, and one of them is uh, outrageously strong cow and lobster claw. So it's going to be... <gasps> the lobster claw gene! We'll get to that. We'll get to that. That's I have a story about that! Oh, I'm... I am disturbed if you have a story about the lobster claw gene. It's about murder. Wait, I know about this. Lobster boy. Oh. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. Okay. Let's not give too much away. Okay. Let's start with things that are actually genetic that a lot of people don't realize are genetic. And I'm not going to start with the definition today because if you don't know what genes are, you need to go back to high school. Oh, wow. That was... What if there's like a nine-year-old listening? If you're a nine-year-old, you should not be listening to this. I don't recommend this podcast if you're nine years old. Um, first thing is musical ability or lack thereof. Really? So whether or not you're tone deaf, whether or not your brain is good or bad at processing auditory input, that's all actually caused by your parents. So if you're a terrible singer or just generally tone deaf, you can thank your mom and dad. That includes like being able to play musical instruments. Like, is that included? I think, yeah, because you have to be able to process auditory information in an effective way in order to produce music, you know? Okay, so this I'm is really their bad. fault. My parents gave me, like, total tone deafness. Yeah, I got nothing from my parents. Although I found out yesterday that my little brother is in a band. Really? Yeah, he plays bass and vocals, which... That's terrifying. Yeah, it is. Um, He doesn't listen to this. It's fine. I love him to death. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. I would See, be my, too. My sister gained a lot of musical ability from my parents, apparently, because my sister was like lead trumpet at her high school orchestra when she was like a sophomore, and she's always been really musically inclined. But my stepdad, who's her father, I've never heard him play an ounce of music, nor have I ever heard him sing. So now I have this theory that he's actually a really amazing like opera musician, but. Like, no one knows. Like, Wait, an shot. ounce of music? Is is that how we measure musical ability is in liquid measurements? When did I say ounce of you music? You said you've never heard him play an ounce of music. Oh. And I was just a picturing, music? like, I don't know, like a pint? A pint of music. I, I mean, surely not a gallon. Oh, that's a lot. That's like David music? Bowie levels of music. Yeah, are we going to do a distance? Is it... I I've can never only heard him play an inch of music. Seven, five inches? 
I think ounce works. I like ounce. I like putting music in a jar. I, like I, I picture music as being kind of a sparkly liquid. Ooh, see, I picture like a dark and smoky kind of like putting ink in water kind of a look. We have different tastes in music. There we go, everybody. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. This one applies to you. Oh, no. Whether or not you like cilantro. Specifically cilantro. It I tastes told- like soap. It tastes like soap. Exactly. All right. So some people have a certain gene that makes them more sensitive to a specific chemical that is often found in soaps. And it also happens to be in cilantro. But people that don't have this gene don't ever pick up on this taste or smell. And so they don't ever realize it. But people that do have the gene will often report that cilantro tastes or smells soapy. They're not being weird. They're just genetically more advanced. The thing is, I don't like cilantro on its own. But if it's if it's in something, it doesn't ruin the dish for me. Yeah. See, but, I love cilantro through and through, upside down, right side up. I just love it. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a weird taste. Like, I have a toilet bowl cleaner right now that literally smells like cilantro. So it's, it's a very fresh toilet bowl cleaner. I mean, I guess it would be soapy for you. Yeah. Along that same vein, picky eating in general is genetic. I think picky eating in general is uh, just a, an asshole move. Hey, I'm a picky eater. And my mom's not- kind of a picky eater, too. It's, mm, I don't know. Like, I was reading a BuzzFeed article, so you know this is going to end well. Um, yeah. But it was, like, picky eater things and, like, people who only eat, like, chicken nuggets, even when they're at fancy restaurants. or Those people are assholes. Yeah. It's like, you know, okay, Brenda, you can't branch out. Yeah, try something new. I get very um, grumpy about people who, like, refuse to eat stuff that they've never even thought about trying before. Yeah, I mean, you have to, at the very least, you have Smell to be it. able to, like, taste it. Yeah, don't just be like, oh, that, that doesn't look like something I'd like. Because, to be honest, caramelized onions look like poop, but they're, like, delicious, so. Say caramelized? Yeah. No, it is caramelized. It's caramelized onions. No, it's caramelized. It's caramel if we're talking about apples or, like, candy bars, but it's caramelized if you're, like, heating up sugar on a food. No, that's caramelized. There is no caramel. It does not exist. It's a Caribbean-Caribbean. It's a Caribbean-Caribbean thing. You would say it like that. Oh, my God. Wait, are you a pecan or a pecan person? Pecan. Okay. We agree on that. Yeah, see, I always thought it was mauve, and then you had to go and ruin it's my mauve. life. It's actually mauve. So, cilantro. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, aggression. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Problems you can thank your parents. And not just because of how they raised you, it's actually built into your genes. You could have anger management problems based on their biological parents. It's not an excuse, but, I mean, no. yeah. But basically... The whole thought process behind this is that it goes all the way back to our existence as hunter-gatherers, and aggression was a trait that was passed down. Um, These days, it's more common um, and societally acceptable in men. So, you know, ta-da, gender norms. Yay, toxic masculinity. I lost. (laughs) I have had, actually, it wasn't that long of a day. Okay. Next one. Your likelihood to develop caffeine dependency slash how well caffeine actually works for you as you drink caffeine. Yeah, uh, I've been trying to cut down, but a nice cup of Earl Grey. I feel 
like, I mean, even though Earl Grey has almost as much caffeine as a cup of coffee, it's so relaxing that it, like, counteracts, you know? That's what I've been doing at work so I don't get, like, too high strung, is I'll have a cup of coffee or, like, a bottle of caffeinated Soylent in the morning, and then I'll only drink tea for the rest of the day. I've been trying to be better about that, too. I've kind of been doing that because I get really, like, panicky, like, later in the day if I've had too many cups of coffee. Yeah, yeah. And, like, tea does have caffeine, but I find that if it's, like, a nice orange spice tea or, like, a lemongrass mint situation, it, it, lemongrass it you'll get there. Yeah, slowly but surely. I mean, I kind of went straight from no tea to black tea, so I got to work my way back up to zero, zero to 100 there. Yeah, I still like a nice cup of real gray. It's my Me favorite. Me too. That's my favorite, for sure. I mean, I do love a chai tea, even though those, like, mm. hardly count spicy, but spicy teas just, mm. Yeah, no, um, I have some teas in my life. This is completely off the topic. It completely um, I mean, So caffeine dependency. Caffeine. Yeah, so there's a gene in your body that is responsible for how you react to stimulants in general, so... I couldn't really find necessarily in the research whether or not it makes you more reactive to cocaine, but I would assume that it does. I I wouldn't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. But apparently, like, your reaction to stimulants is actually genetic, so good. Huh. more you know. Um, how effective exercise is for you. So according to your genetics, some people's bodies are naturally more receptive to the effects of exercise. Two people of similar weight, build, and lifestyle can have very different results if they follow the exact same exercise program, and that actually goes all the way down to your genetics, and there's nothing you can do about it. And that's why most, like, Beachbody advertisements end with results may vary. Exactly. And that's why when you are working out, and if something isn't working for you, try a different program. Try something that's more cardio, less strength, or more strength, less cardio, or, you know... Talk to a trainer and see if they can help you switch up your routine because what works for one person doesn't work for everybody. There's no, this is the ideal workout. It doesn't work. Well, like I respond better to strength training instead of cardio, mostly because I can't run. Like I don't like running. Running doesn't like me. Yeah. And I can't dance. It's fun, but I. Makes it less fun when you just are miserable the whole time. Yeah. I do enjoy a nice uh, Zumba Wii session. In the privacy of my own home. I, I see. I don't mind Zumba in public. I, I got some dancing in me. Needs to come out every now and then. I've seen it, ladies and gentlemen, and she does have some dancing in her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna like this next one. I didn't. I did not know this when I was doing before I was doing the research, and I thought it was fascinating. So, you know, after you eat asparagus, your pee smells really weird. I mean, I have not experienced this, but I also don't, don't eat a lot of experience. I don't eat a lot of asparagus or pay attention to the pee after you, asparagus. It's pungent. You would know. Okay. Maybe you have this gene or don't have this gene, but only some people have a certain receptor gene that's required to pick up on the specific like sulfate smell of asparagus pee. So it's not that some people don't have asmar- asparagus-scented pee after they eat asparagus. They just can't smell it. And that is terrifying to me. How many smells do I put off that I just can't pick up? Oh, my God. Isn't that the scariest thought? Oh, my God. (laughs) So all asparagus pee smells, but only certain people can smell it. Exactly. That's awful. Yeah, so maybe you actually have really bad asparagus pee and you don't realize it. (gasps) I don't know. Next time you get asparagus and you pee afterwards, give it like three or four hours. Your next pee will be 
intense. See, I have to have a, like, I have to do this scientifically, so there has to be a control group, so a non-asparagus pee, and there has to be notes taken, and I need a second opinion, which means I'll probably have to drag Travis into this, so that's just bad for him. Travis, I'm sorry I dragged you into this, but you're going to be sniffing Emily's pee for a week. God, and then you have to have the asparagus group, and you have to have varying amounts of asparagus to see how much it takes. Oh, it doesn't take much. Oh, really? I'd have asparagus. Like, for me, three or four stalks. More than plenty. So just try to eat like, like eight or nine stalks of asparagus. Give it three or four hours, and like it's not like a maybe if you're like looking for it, you smell it. Like you're like, oh my god, like what is that? It's wrong. You will know. This has been Afternoonified, an educational podcast where we cover interesting topics from science, the paranormal, and your pee. I mean, this is not the first time we've talked about pee, nor will it be the last. <laughs> There's always room for pee. And poop. <laughs> poop. Uh, <laughs> all right. So another thing that is influenced by your genetics is your level of self-control. So a big part of patience and self-control is taught, but there is a certain amount of it that is influenced by your genetic makeup. Some people are naturally more centered than others, but anyone can work their way to self-control with effort. Hold on people- one second. I tried to switch a thing in GarageBand and it's, oh, nope, we're good. Keep going. <laughs> so this makes me wonder if, like, if you were to take a genetic test of a bunch of, like, Navy SEALs, if they would all have a similar genetic makeup in this regard. Because they're all pretty, you know, they've got a lot of discipline and stuff I don't have. I don't know. I think that's also something that's learned because you can take like a shitty kid and put him in the military and he comes out the other side like with better impulse control but it also doesn't work for some people because a lot of serial killers have been in the military that's true but they're also usually psychopaths that emotional stuff doesn't work on them at all period yeah there is a degree of psychopathy that doesn't i just smacked the mic with my hand um (laughs) yeah i I guess it does vary, but, I mean, that could be, yeah. I mean, because you can be, like, genetically predisposed towards, like, addictive behaviors. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. The next one is your susceptibility to bitter tastes. Some people have certain genes that make them what is known as um, super tasters, which... Like Remy the Rat! Yes! Um, <laughs> also, if you want to learn more about super tasters, there's a chapter or two in, about it in Gulp by Mary Roach. And it's really, really interesting. And she talks to people that um, they're super tasters and they taste a bunch of like ingredients for food to help vet um, like food products that go onto the market. Like it's a job. You can be a super taster as a job. Oh, nice. Um, I think there's also super smellers and they work in the dog food industry. Do you know if that's on Audible? I don't think it is. I haven't been able... I mean, it might be. I haven't found it on Libby, which is where I listen to my audiobooks. Okay. Um, This episode has been brought to you by Audible.com. Go to tryaudible.com slash afternoonified for a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook of your choice. Ta-da! Yeah! I've just been recording... in the middle! I know. I've been recording the ads by myself in my apartment, so it'll, like, the episode will end, and then we'll get the theme song. And then it's me going like, this episode was brought to you by Go Fuck Yourself. For a free trial, go to gofuckyourself.com slash bleh. (laughs) 
So I wanted to get that in there. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm glad we stuck it in the middle. At least it was relevant. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I promise that it'll be more smooth, but I saw an opportunity and I took it. I, I respect it. I respect the shit out of that. Yeah. So um, Super Tasters is cool. Like Remy the Rat. So it makes you more or less susceptible to bitter taste. So when people are like, I don't like coffee, it's too bitter. They actually might be super tasty. It's kind of like how I hate dark chocolate or um, hoppy beers. Yeah. Yeah. So you might be, you're more of a super taster than I am for sure. Are people who are super tasters more inclined to be like cooks or be good at cooking? I think so. I would imagine so. I mean, I'm terrible at cooking, but I'm also really terrible at tasting and smelling. So. Yeah, that would make sense. Like, if you have decent sense of, like, taste and smell, that you would be better at cooking because those are two things that are literally required to be good at cooking and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Also, patience, which I don't have either. I barely do. (laughs) Your political stance actually can be um, related to your genetics. Democrats are genetically predisposed to reacting to uncertainty better, whereas Republicans are more likely to respond to uncertainty as if it were a threat. Democrats tend to view uncertainty as an opportunity, whereas Republicans as a negative. Um, Democrats also place higher importance on connectedness and societal well-being, whereas Republicans are genetically predisposed to be more interested in issues impacting them directly. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah, but it's not just them as a person, like, because they're raised a certain way or in a certain area, it's actually genetic. So, so maybe we need to start taking people from the north and people from the south and making them make babies to make a neutral population. Um, well, I mean, it would broaden the gene pool in the deep south a little bit. That might be good. They could Go probably use Fork out that family tree. Again, it's kind of like that predisposition towards, like, what are we, violence and addiction and stuff like it's not an excuse but it is a contributor it is yeah you have no excuse for being a republican (laughs) there's no excuse um whether or not the sun makes you sneeze also known as the photic sneeze reflex is that a thing it is somewhere between 10 and 35 percent of people have something called the photic sneeze reflex um when they are abruptly exposed to really bright lights so when they walk outside from a dark apartment straight into the sunlight, most likely they'll sneeze. Weird. It's actually uh, interesting. It's related to um, circadian rhythms, and it's related to like how animals know like when it's night or when it's day, or if they know when it's going to be stormy, or like there's like a part of your sensory system that that's related to, and it has to do with your like sleep cycle and your day night cycle and huh. all shit. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, it's starting to go out of our, our people because it's not necessary for us really anymore. But that's kind of where it comes from. That's interesting. I mean, this whole thing has been... I don't know why I said that specifically was interesting, but it is. Yeah. Um, whether or not you're popular. Oh. Oh, that's not good. <sighs> there are theories that popular people all share a common gene, and the gene is linked to mild rule-breaking, which might explain behavior like partying, sneaking out, and underage drinking. I I guess. So it's people that have the right balance of like a rule breaking, anti authority type personality, but within like a safe limit because otherwise you're labeled as some like crazy outcast. So they operate within a really specific personality subtype that is most likely determined genetic. I guess if we let's take mean girls. 
Um, we have the group of outcasts that are like the super nerds, mm-hmm. who you know do everything they're supposed to, get their homework done, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you have what were they? The burnouts. Oh, I thought you were talking about the plastic. No, I'm coming to that. That's ah, I'm, yeah. Bear with me. Uh, like that group thing. where they like skip class all the time and all of that shit. Yeah. And then you have the plastics who are bitches who do party and drink a little bit, but they also like are very good students yeah. and that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, to ride that middle line and that's what makes them popular. That's other people are drawn to that. Interesting. Now that yeah. I think about it, a lot of the popular people in my high school were like honor roll. Mm-hmm. But would cut loose on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah, huh. exactly. The stick in the mud, stuck up people that were only rule followers, you know, tend to be labeled bitches. But there's an in between that makes you popular that is caused by your genetics. So thank your mom and dad. Um, intelligence. So twins, even if they're raised separately, often have very similar IQs. Um, and this explains why some people who don't have access to formal education can actually end up being geniuses, while some people who have all the educational access they could ever want still struggle. So that's why you get sometimes people, you know, from like middle of nowhere Africa that have had very, very little access to education are, you know, somehow really, really gifted in it. Or, you know, you see like 12 year olds from India that are like yeah. doctors. And it's not necessarily because they have access to amazing education. It's just natural to them. Yeah, I mean, I had a decent education. I'm still kind of a dumbass. Yeah. Just in <laughs> certain areas. Everyone's a dumbass in some areas. It's true. Um, We're all a little bit stupid. This is an interesting one. Hmm. So, the age that you lose your virginity at. Um, 25 per- 25% of the variation in the age at which virginity is lost can be accounted for in DNA. So, basically... It's one quarter nature, three quarters nurture. So either way, you get to blame your parents at least a little bit for being a 20-year-old virgin or a 12-year-old slut. Not that either of those things is wrong. Not that either of those things is right. I mean, being a 20-year-old virgin isn't that bad. 12-year-old yeah. slut, a little more iffy. It's a, yeah, it's a little sketch, but... Yeah. Um, and then last one on my list is athleticism. Ugh. Which is just one giant game of genetics. Not only is your body type related to your genes, but your response to exercise, your predisposition to being overweight, and all sorts of other physical physical factors are affected by your genes, um, including your drive, your self control, your competitiveness, and all the other mental traits that going along that go along with being athletic. So your brain and your body, if you want to be athletic, you got to have the genes. Well, that's exciting. I mean, I'm 26. We know that my family isn't going to amount to anything (laughs) athletically. No, nor mine. All right, so now let's talk a little bit about some interesting uh, mutations. I just picked a favorite. I'm not going to go too, too deep, but I just picked a couple really interesting ones that I liked. So tell me about the (laughs) X-Men. Well, we're going to start with one called Double Muscle Mutation. Have you ever seen those like really creepy videos about those 12 year olds that are really strangely buff and have like six pack abs, but they're like, you know, seven years old or something? No, I haven't. Okay, it's a thing. There are, and most of them are in Russia. Well, that's where um, they make weird people. That is. Um, 
Or have you ever seen those pictures of those hideously super buff cows? What? Hold it's on. like a thing. Type in buff cow. You're going to be like, that is hella photoshopped, but it's not. God, the things I do for this podcast. Buff cow. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. What? What the good Jesus Christ is wrong with these cows? They have double muscle mutation. So I'm going to so explain. Th- please do. It is partially related to them being on a very vigorous workout routine um, and very having very questionable parenting. More so in the case of the toddler, less so in the case of the cows. Oh, hold on. You have to see the ass on this cow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cow's ass. Like it's like a Nicki Minaj butt. <laughs> um, so partially about a vigorous workout routine and questionable parenting slash racing. We're, we're talking but, about well, cows still with their exercise routine. Well, <laughs> yeah, actually, cows are exercised to become that buff. They're not just naturally that buff. They have but just, like, really big treadmills? I don't, I didn't get too into that. Keep going, I'm sorry. genetic episode. But it also, it comes down to a mutation that causes a person to not produce enough of a protein called myostatin. And myostatin's job is to inhibit muscle growth so we don't get really outrageously strong, which kind of sounds like a failure from an evolutionary standpoint, but ideally we'd be able to work really, really hard push ourselves as far as we're capable without accidentally getting so yoked that you can't scratch your own nose. Big muscles have downsides. Okay. These people don't produce enough myostatin, so there's nothing to stop muscle growth, which means that they can work out half as much as other people and be the same amount of buff, if not more buff. Well, that's rude. I know. But they also, if they work too hard, if there's ever an apocalypse and they really got to work their ass off, they're probably not going to be able to touch their own base. Yeah, that's um, unfortunate. Yeah. So that wouldn't that be kind of like the ultimate just like fuck you to them is for them to die because they can't reach their mouth to like put food in it because they're too strong? That's what really big straws are for. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of smoothies. No protein smoothies, though. You don't want to make it worse. No. All right. The next one is, um, I'm never quite sure how to pronounce this, but chimerism like chimeras yeah 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 so if you ever see cats that have two different colored eyes or like different colored halves of their faces um or there are humans that can have two different colored eyes or have two different halves of color in the same eye or striped skin they'll have like tiger striped skin which is kind of interesting i Um, heard a story about a woman who for some reason, had to take a DNA test, and the I, doctors I, I, found I, that. Well, oh, sorry, that. I'm just gonna step all over your. Keep going. No, you're good. Um, so you'll have to do the way on here. But I mean, as far as physical descriptions of chimeras, um, these are some of the ways that it can present itself, but it doesn't always present itself this way. Um, chimera is a result of having two different types of cells with totally different genetic makeup. It's as if Instead of being your parents' DNA mixed together to make you, you end up with half of your cells being your mom's and half of your cells being your dad's. I mean, it's not exactly like that, but that's kind of the easiest way to describe it. Because, I mean, they all have to be fertilized. It's all technically a mixture of mom and dad, but some of them show up one way and some of them show up another. Almost like you are your brother. Like, almost like you are your sibling at the same time. 
I'm I'm just picturing Craig Ferguson in a series of unfortunate events, the movie, where he was the henchman who was neither a man nor a woman, and like half of him is dressed as a woman, and the other half of him is dressed as a man. I mean, they're basically describing, you know, Emerson. Uh, so for some people, it expresses itself as having more than one blood type. And so a woman chimera can fail a maternity test with her own children due to chimerism. Um, they can also have just one organ that is different than the others, like a spleen that doesn't genetically match the rest of them, which is the case that you were talking about. And you, you can tell the story if you would like. Oh, that was the story is that she took a maternity test and she didn't match her kids. And it turns mm-hmm. out that she had two different sets of genes. Yeah, so they ended up having to use, I think, like a tissue sample or something. I'm not sure how that resolved itself, because I think it was a Daily Mail article that I clicked on. How's that I, soup? Right. It's really good. I'm sorry I'm eating soup right now. I'm really hungry. Uh, we learned about it in anatomy when I was in high school. We talked about this case. Um, and I think it was... She had some sort of like custody battle with her kids, and so for some reason with her ex-husband over her kids, not a custody battle with her kids. Yeah, they weren't trying to get custody of her. Just <laughs> <laughs> a ballsy little shit. <laughs> um, but uh, so she ended up having to take a DNA test to prove that the kids were hers for some reason, and ended up failing it. So they took her kids away and gave them, I think, to the dad. Um, but she, you know, put up a big legal battle and she wanted to get retested somewhere else or something. And so she ended up getting, I think, like a tissue sample taken or like they used her hair or like they found a different way to gather DNA from her that matched. And so you'd, she ended up going through more testing and they found out that she was a genetic chimera. Well, you'd think that it wouldn't be necessary to do a DNA test because there should be medical records of the children being born. Well, yeah, but, you know, it, you know that could be forged, so it's easier just to say DNA test, we'll know for sure. That is ridiculous. Like, this doctor can come in and testify, like, yeah, I saw it come out of her. Yeah, but there, how do you know that she didn't swap the kids at some point? You know, like, that is... I know. Uh... I know. People are, are really gross, though. Yeah, they are. I All don't right. know why I said it like that. <laughs> yeah, they are. Speaking <laughs> of... We're going to talk about ectodactyly. Yes! Also totally called lobster just, claw hand I disorder. Totally peaked my levels in my excitement. But <laughs> lobster claws! <laughs> so a gene causes a cleftiform where either a finger or a toe is supposed to be and will result in an atypical hand or foot shape. And it's most commonly passed down from parents to children and will often affect the hands and feet of a person. So they'll usually have it on all four. And it makes them look like they have lobster claws. And if any of you guys have seen American Horror Story Freak Show, the, um, I think his name is... I don't remember his name in Freak Show, but here's the thing. Are you going to talk about Lobster Boy? Like, the actual Lobster Boy? No, you can talk about him. Yes! Okay, so, listen the fuck here, kids. Um... And I think it was about the 20s or 30s, there was a kid um, born named Grady Stiles who had ectodactylism. Uh, and he came from a family of ectodactylites? Lobster people. Yeah. His, dad was, his dad was a lobster person. Mm-hmm. Um, and Grady Stiles had the fused fingers. He also had um, like, a sh- like a shortened 
bottom half, so he would basically just like carry himself along on his hands. So he was buff as fuck on top. Um, so obviously he like did freak shows and stuff, and that's how I made a living. Because what the yeah. fuck else are you gonna do? Um, Especially in the 20s. He was also a very angry human. Um, also acceptable, I could imagine. Well, like when people would shake his hand, he would purposefully use his monster claws to crush their hands as like an act of dominance. Yeah, I know. Um, he did get married. He had a daughter who was normal, and then she was going to get married, and he was like, fuck that, and shot her fiance the day before the wedding. So that was cool. Uh, but he got out of it because he played to the jury's sympathy because he was a lobster man. Oh, man, so, that so is like... Um, just to make a long story short, um, he was a mean drunk who murdered a dude, and then there was some kind of conspiracy between his son, his wife, and a friend, and he ended up getting murdered in the 90s. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Actually, the way that I heard about that um, is there was a freak show TV show that was really kind of awful but weirdly entertaining and it was just like a it was like there's a freak show in Venice Beach and it was just like we follow them around like keeping up with the yeah. Kardashian stuff but they had a lobster claw bowl they were talking to him and they were like yeah I mean did you ever hear about that guy like Grady Stylers or whatever and he was like yeah that's like my grandpa like Keeping up with the Claudashians. Oh my god. You are going to hell. You are straight up going to hell for that one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, his father was a lobster man. His son, one of his sons was a lobster man. And, uh, this is my obligatory plug. If you want to hear, like, the full story told eloquently, the dollop had an episode about it, and last podcast on the left had an episode about it. So... Go learn about Lobster Boy. He was a piece of shit. Yeah. And not because of his lobster claws, because he was just a bad man. Um, okay, so next is progeria, which is a genetic condition that causes people to age much more quickly than normal, and they usually die somewhere in their teens or 20s. They remain very small, with very large heads, little to no hair, with a very distinct look about their face. Like, if you look at them... That, it sounds... Very familiar. Is there someone famous who had it? So, you know who, what is it, Die Antwoord? Is that how you say it? Yes, ma'am. So, they had a video for that song, I Think You Freaky. And in the video, he gets, like, a, the guy gets, like, a mini-me in the video. And that kid is, like, a rapper who has progeria. Okay. So, that's one see it. They've made TV shows about kids with progeria. Very sad. A lot of them I'm- get make-a-wishes. I'm going to show you a picture. Oh, I've never seen a black one. <laughs> I haven't. I've only, I've always been pale where you can like see their veins through their skin. I, I, never... I know. I'm sorry. It's just like taken out of context. <laughs> never seen a black one. <laughs> I could have shown you a picture of a dick for all they know. I mean, yeah. Anyways, it's like the opposite of Benjamin Button. Yeah, it's where you just age really, 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 really fast. And they often have like arthritis and a ton of medical problems. And it's just they're okay. like, well, but don't that, get younger. That's a bummer. Yeah, that one is a bummer. Um, so this one is kind of a mental genetic mutation. I didn't know mental um, was two does, words now, but. 
show itself in a physical way. But mm-hmm. it's called Lesh Nyhan syndrome or Nyans Nyan Nyan N Y H N. Okay. So Lesh, I'm gonna say Nyhan because uh, yeah, that that sounds yeah. Also known as juvenile gout. Ooh. So. It's really, it's more physical, although you can't really see it itself, but it's a genetic condition that causes a buildup of excess uric acid beneath your skin, which causes arthritis, kidney and bladder stones, neurological problems, and it often manifests itself through self-mutilation. So a lot of two- and three-year-olds who have Leshnayan often chew through their own lips, chew their nails off, pick at their skin, bang their heads on stuff, etc., it also makes them vomit, swear, and show signs of extreme aggression. Generally, females carry the gene, but males are the ones who express it unless a female gets two copies of the gene. So it's kind of like colorblindness in that way. That sounds awful. Yeah, it, it is. Um, apparently, it's very painful and very debilitating. Well, I imagine it's painful if chewing through your own lip is a good alternative. I just mean the uric acid beneath your skin is bad. Like that, it's like having yeah. through your skin, it causes issues. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that one's sad. I um, mean, it always, it like almost always happens to young kids too. So, well, I mean, it has the word juvenile in it, so it does indeed. Eh. Um, the next one is congenital. Um, give me a minute to. Uh, think yeah, about you that. said genital. I did. Um, okay, congenital methemoglobinemia. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time I'm saying it because it's hard to say. That's, that's fair. So it causes issues with hemoglobin, which is, it means that your red blood cells are generally less efficient, and therefore your your blood takes on a more brownish color rather than than like a reddish color. Okay. Which makes your skin appear kind of bluish. It's also called blue baby syndrome. There was an entire family on a farm in Kentucky with the disorder named the Fugates? Fugates. I remember what? you telling me that you were going to talk about this, and then I forgot, and then blue people. They called them the Kentucky blue people, and they're, like, legitimately blue. Like, look up pictures of the Kentucky blue people. It's insane. Doing um, that. And now I have that Eiffel 65 song. Eiffel 65? Yeah. You know the one. I'm blue. I'm so there's... Also, another form of this um, disorder that's non-congenital, which means it's not a genetic problem or a birth defect, but it's caused by nitrate ingestion, dehydration, or sepsis. So, what the fuck? People These people look it, like those things from from an avatar. Oh wait, well that's yeah, you. weird, right? They also aggressively look like they're from Kentucky. Well, I mean, they are. They live on a farm in Kentucky, and their last name is Hugues. Wow, it's interesting, right? That's insane. Like, wow. Yeah. It's a cool one. Even their eyes are blue. Mm, everything. It's because their blood is brown, which when you mix it with other colors in your skin, we're not getting back into color theory. Makes you blue. <laughs> wow. That's... It just... It made me think of that episode of the Magic School Bus where Arnold ate too many seaweedies and he turned orange, but seaweedies are green and they're like, what's that? But it turns out that they were carrot flavored underneath the green coating. And he just ate so many of them that he turned orange. Huh. That's actually a thing. If you eat too many carrots or too much vitamin A, it'll turn you orange. Yeah. Um. Oh, my God. Uh, so there's this show called um, Strange and Something Ways to Die. It's on Netflix. It's insane. Oh. 
but there was this guy, I feel like I've told this story before, but he was obsessed with taking vitamin A. So he would eat he would eat a ton of carrots and he like took a ton of vitamin A supplements and like he started to turn orange and his doctor was like, Hey bro, your liver is shutting down, like you need to knock it off. But he ignored the doctor and he finally ate so much vitamin A that he had like a his liver just or his kidney, it it exploded. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that guy. I don't know what makes you so obsessed with vitamin A, but... Um, I think he wanted to be healthy and live forever. I would recommend some B12. Yeah. Um, so the next one is hypertrichosis, which is excessive hair growth. It causes hair to grow all over the body, including the face, stomach, hands, nose, everywhere. And I don't mean light dusting a peach fuzz. They look like... Werewolf, werewolf people. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Hypertrichosis. That one's not super weird. I think people have kind of heard about that. It's pretty standard freak show stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean, technically, most things in freak shows could be considered genetic mutations. Um, yeah, most of them. Um, like the pinheads, which I don't remember the actual name for it, and pinhead sounds really mean, but that's what they called them. I mean, yeah. So this last, this next one is my last one. Um. Oh what I'm leaving people with and it's called atavism or atavism and it's basically an evolutionary throwback genes will reemerge when they shouldn't like when we think we've gotten rid of them for example kids who are born with tails um Travis was telling me about a friend he has that was born with a tail yeah it's a and thing it's he... not, I mean it's not common but it's not unheard of you know well, he he has a a second butthole well, I mean, it's not technically a butthole, but it's, like, in the range, and it looks like one. It's just, like, higher up on his back, and it only goes about an inch in. Oh, so, you know, there are kids that are actually born with a continuation of their vertebrae that comes out into a tail. Like, oh, a I legit- know. He had, it, he had it removed, and the remainder is a second butthole. Oh, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. It's, that. Or, like, a third nipple. It's, yeah. Um, so this is an interesting fact, and I'm excited for it to be our last one, because it's a good one to leave people to think on. Oh, wow. There have been two documented cases that have shown that people have, or two people have had hearts that are structured like a reptile's rather than a human, meaning the um, chambers and stuff are arranged exactly like the lizard, not like a human, which suggests that we might be a lot closer to reptiles than people like to think. Or those people are reptilians who are trying to infiltrate the human species. It's, it's a real thing, which means that the idea that Anderson Cooper is the lizard king now has scientific backing. That's it. <laughs> Anderson Cooper is a lizard. This has been Afternoonified. We hope you've had fun. Watch an interview with Anderson Cooper. You're going to see the lizard in his face. You're not oh going to watch. He's like oh the actual lizard. Um, so if you have a genetic mutation or you want to show us pictures of people with genetic mutations, uh, you can send them to us on Twitter at Afternoonified or Instagram at Afternoonified. We don't up date our instagram but it's there if you need us it is um we also have facebook facebook.com slash get afternoonified we also have a website where you can send them to us privately Ooh. is get afternoonified.com you can also listen to past episodes you can leave reviews you can subscribe you can give us your money and uh what else um our next episode will feature two of my absolute favorite people in the world who are not ryan um, Shane Hosey and Chris Hadami will be joining us to talk about a very special subject that I know absolutely nothing about. 
Um, it should be good. And uh, if you haven't already, check out my new podcast, Boo Ha Ha. Um, it's fun. It's good stuff. Talk about ghosts. Talk about spooky porn. And too many people named Chad. This sounds like a good time. All right, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye. On the next spec script. Oh no, we gotta get the thing. Also, what is spec script? Oh, oh god, I, I have to write an episode of a TV show that I've, I've never seen an episode of? Oh no, and we have we cast it with a bunch of great local Portland comedians and performers? And then we perform it live and record it and release it for you as a podcast called Spec Script? And it's a lot less irritating than this? No, it really is! Check it out on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. And see it live at Kelly's Olympian, second Sunday, 7 o'clock. Pacific time. Spec Script. Doodoosh.